0: Good evening, my little darlings. Listen, I've been listening to you and reading your emails and I know that many of you have questions. We are in a new year, but something feels off. There's fear around the world from war and disease, financial situations. And at points, we feel like we're spinning out of control. Like our souls are lost in the mire of the universe and we're not sure how to reclaim them, how to get our strength back, how to empower ourselves and lead a better life. With the beginning of a brand new year, I wanted to take the opportunity to speak with somebody who I know can help us, who can help us understand the soul, our journey, and the things that not only happen here in this life, but in the afterlife. Lisa Williams, our very special guest this evening. When we return to the very best in paranormal programming, I'm Dave Schrader, and this is my Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this below me. He won't know He doesn't stand for below me. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. Our guest tonight, Lisa Williams, is a world renowned medium and clairvoyant with an incredible ability to communicate with those who have passed on to the other side, bringing healing and hope to people from all around the world. Tonight, we're going to talk with Lisa. We'll be taking your questions, and I'll be watching the chat, the chat as well. The chat. Oh, I'm setting off fancy. We'll be watching the chat as the uh, conversation progresses. So if you have questions, thoughts, ideas, feel free to enter them for those of you listening and watching live. For those of you that are watching later or listening in your car and you want to come back to certain points, we'll always bring Lisa back again in the future. So help me welcome to the Paranormal 60. Lisa Williams. Hello, Lisa.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for being here. I know our paths have crossed many times at different conferences, and I had you on many years ago on my past program. So I'm really excited to have you here with us tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm seeing everybody in the chat. So hi, everybody out there in the universe.
0: Let's, you know, I want to get started with something. The fact that Listen, as a paranormal investigator, somebody who goes out to try to make sense of these claims of the strange and supernatural, a lot of people bring up to me, Dave, it seems like the souls that we're encountering are, are more tortured than normal. They're mm-hmm. restless. They're lost. And what can we do about this? Are these ghosts, us, unable to move on because of things that we didn't take care of in our lifetime? And I wanted to address this at this time of year because it is, it's a good time to start over, to clear the slates and start working on our soul self while we're still alive and help that soul in the future. So maybe we're not trapped haunting a location. And I just wanted to get some insights from you on this. What do you think is going on out there that all of these souls seem to be making themselves known? And so many of them are so unhappy
1: well you know what i think when we have to look at it is the fact that souls you know we're we're in a process we they were once human at some point okay and if they're going over onto the other side and they have unresolved issues or they they have things that they want to share or they have stories they want to tell then this is that opportunity to write kind of get to the meat of it you know you've done paranormal investigations what they want is they want their, their story to be told. They want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged for whatever has happened in the past, they want to know this. And reality is, is that when we look at these troubled souls, these, you know, these souls who can't cross over, we want to actually heal that in this lifetime. So therefore, a mm-hmm. transition into the spirit world is so much easier. And we're not literally like, oh, my God, I need to I need to heal this. So I do think there's, you know, that a lot of the times it could be lineage. It could be, you know, traumatic events. It could be circumstances they are holding on to a, a certain location. It's tough. No one knows why, but I do think that if we can heal it before we transition, then there's, you know, then we're not going to have that risk of sort of like hanging on. But, you know, they just want their story told.
0: Which is strange to me in a sense. I mean, obviously in the human form, we have this ego, this id, this want and desire to be right, to be heard, to be remembered. I would think that at the point of transition, when I'm finally freed of this physical form, why not just let go of that? Why not take the next step into evolution? Why are we so transfixed with, no, somebody's got to hear me. I wasn't this person. I didn't do this. Or You know, people have gotten it wrong or whatever the reason is. That all seems so petty and, yeah. and strange to me when we're free of this world, let that part go. Or do you think there's an aspect of the fear that if we let go of what made us human, we'll lose ourselves or maybe be lost in time forever?
1: You know, actually, it's a good question because I've been asked that many times. And let's take the story of Ghost. You know, remember the old 90s movie Ghost, Patrick Mm -hmm. Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Moore. Um, And that was such a, a, a pivotal moment in our world because I felt finally someone had understood us finally someone had really kind of gotten to us and when Patrick Swayze in the with his character Sam was kind of haunting trying to find a medium trying to do this it was because it was unresolved issues Now I do think it was a generational thing as well. I think a lot of generational, Back in the day, you know we, we weren't heard, there was no social media, no one heard their story. you know, history books weren't written. it was a it was a tougher time. And so I do think it was a generational past thing as well if we look at we want to go back into the past. I do feel that that is very, very significant. but I'm with you. I'm like, let let this stuff go. you know and I do think certainly as we're going into this society now, people are more encouraged to let it go because we have, the, we have the ability, we have the awareness, we have the tools to know, okay, i got to move on. And because what we've done is we've brought all of this out into the media. You and I both had TV shows, so we've brought it out to mainstream. So, therefore, we're telling people this is real now. This is, a, this is the ability – where if we think about generations and we're going back to like 19, 1930s or 1940s or 50s, it's all behind closed doors, you know, a lot of generational stuff. We didn't have our stories to be told. It's a very different environment. So I do think there's there's so many different facets that we can discuss here uh, with with this.
0: And I feel like, in, you know, healing your soul has a lot of different layers. It's not just yes. taking care of you, it's finding a way to protect your soul from being influenced and affected by the negativity in the world around us. Yeah. There is a huge tsunami of emotion people are feeling uh, and even people that I speak to that are like Dave I'm not a psychic I'm I'm not mediumistic I don't have any of these abilities but I have these forlorn feelings these uh, o- overwhelming emotions that I feel like they're not mine and depression yeah. I've got everything going for me I've never had this sense before yeah. and you know depression is a crazy little thing that doesn't make sense anyway but when it's starting to attack people um that have never dealt with this. And they even feel like it's a monkey on their back as opposed to something Mm -hmm. internal. When I deal with my depression and my anxiety, I can feel it inside me holding on. A lot of the people I'm 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 talking to and interviewing now feel it's an outside source. Are you seeing, or, or do you believe or feel a sense that there is this kind of uprising of emotion that's affecting everybody?
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, if we look at, so there's several layers here that you've actually just mentioned, Dave, and I'm glad that you're bringing it up because it's not many people that want to talk about depression, anxiety, all of this stuff. It is so rife right now. It's it's almost like this pan, this epidemic going through the whole society. And I have two children who are in their early 20s who again suffer with anxiety. And I'm seeing the comments here Lots of raw emotion, lots of anxiety. So, what we're doing is we're allowing one, we're very empathic. We're allowing our energy to actually have an empathic um, connection to us. The other part of it is we are allowing outside influences, the world, what is happening in the world, the news, you know, politics. And we're allowing our central, we're not allowing our central nervous system to calm down. Mm -hmm. And it is becoming the disease of the future. And what all we need, and there's so many different techniques that we can do to calm this down. And not many people want to do it because they're old, they're old techniques. Now I like to say do a drive-by. Do a spiritual drive by like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. And if you can do a spiritual drive by then fantastic. But it's actually tough to do it when you're so hung up on the details. It's like the why, where, what, when, how, who. When you're so wrapped up, I, I like to say, pull back. Let's look at look at it in a bigger picture. And so people are forgetting tools like meditation, journaling, breathing, yoga, all of this. There you go. And I think when that happens, we can really come into that space and we can actually let go of what our anxiety in that that space of just like, oh my God, I can't get through the day. We all have it. And I think it's a moment at that point to remember to breathe.
0: I want to mention a little bit later on in the show, we'll get more into uh, the course that you have coming up, but there are are so many people right now taking courses to develop their senses, to become more open and mediumistic, to become more sensitive to their surroundings. And, uh, I'll pop this up while I'm talking about it. I think they're missing a huge step, which is healing yourself before you start to open yourself. And I think that's why I'm seeing so many friends, um, coworkers and, and kind of cohorts in this field uh, fall to alcoholism, drug abuse, and suicide and depression because they're opening themselves without having healed who they are before they let more in. Is that a clear assessment or am I? Uh,
1: uh, you are,
0: okay, good, you are speaking
1: right. my language, honestly. The, so I do a, a massive course. So uh, Sacred Soul Mastery is, a, is 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 an evolution of, of one course that I've been teaching for a long time. And the course that I've been teaching is a certified spiritual advisor, which is a long course. And what happened is I I realized that all of these psychics and mediums, when I started 12, 13 years ago teaching this course, were having this massive anxiety and they were struggling. And then I went, I got to change it. And I start right at the very beginning. If you can't work on yourself because you can't give to other people, you can't give to another person when you are, you're, you're not feeling 100%, when you're, you're, you're feeling a little bit off, you're having these moments of depression. And that is the hardest part. And we also had this massive worldwide situation which heightened anxiety as well. So we weren't allowed out of the house. We weren't allowed. You know, my mom and dad couldn't even go, like, less than 200 yards outside of their house you know so going out into nature has all, all of this stuff has gone mm-hmm. and i feel that when we start healing ourselves then you're more aware and more able to help other people connect in and that's the key here you're so right
0: and it's, it's interesting too, right? Because you see people uh, that are very gifted, natural healers that are going out doing Reiki or other energy modalities on people and they're, they're helping that person. And yeah. then they crash severely. And I've watched people burn out in two years and they're doing so much good for the world. And they're like, Dave, I don't know what's wrong. And I've said, well, are you, are you working on yourself? Well, I think, I think that happens when I'm doing my Reiki, cause I'm inviting this energy in and I'm like, no, I think being a conduit, right? If you're if you're a, a water spout, yeah, the yep. water's going to come in and go out through you to feed the garden. But if you don't take care of the water spout itself, it's going to rust, it's going to corrode, it's going to fall apart, and it's going to become less effective to deliver that. Now, you're still bringing the water to the field, but you're losing and it's degrading along the way, which is you wearing out because you're not reinforcing the structure.
1: Mm-hmm. you're absolutely right and i you know i i just i always say this put your own oxygen mask on before someone else's I, you know I, it happened to me i had dental surgery last week and people were pulling at me hey can you do this i'm like no 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 because that was my time to heal and mm-hmm. because otherwise how can you give from an empty cup you just can't and it does help you know yes I, i'm seeing a comment here reiki does help the practitioner but the thing is, you're not getting it 100. percent You need to have your own wellness practice. You need to have people who work for you, and that's one of the things that I always say: find your own healer. We all need it. We need. We need to do this.
0: Right, and Lena, you're right. Uh, the Reiki does help heal, but if you're if you're allowing it to pass through you, the water is good for you and good for the downspout, but it wears, and you do have to heal, as you said. So working on yourself and getting these things in line i i like i said i really wanted to address this because more and more people i know are trying to teach themselves and, yeah. and seeking uh help from teachers like you but it seemed like they were jumping over a few critical steps yeah. along the way and it ties into what what i'm fascinated with with the paranormal and the fractals of the the personalities that are left behind i i I'm, If you could maybe help this, I I can only give the adages I have in the past that in these moments of high stress or happiness, um, anxiety, whatever, there are pieces of us that Mm -hmm. are left with people that we have these experiences with and in the places we have these experiences. And a lot of people are just uh, belief that there's no way to reclaim that element of you or healing that element back. Can you explain what does happen to the soul as we live our day-to-day life, come into contact with people that bring us happiness, steal our happiness, you know, all of that element? How, how does our soul get affected by that?
1: So uh, it's a great question. It's a valid question. And if this, honestly, I'm just going to say, if this is the only thing you listen to, listen to this, (laughs) because Let's take it, we've all got fear, all right? So let's talk money, because money is one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have. I'm not going to have any money, blah, 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 whatever it might be. And I'm taking, taking just one fear. And so when we go back into that space, and we really tap into that place of where did that fear come from? It's come from either childhood trauma, it's come from being told that you can't do it, it's being told that you haven't got enough or that you'll not amount to much or whatever it might be. And it doesn't matter what it is, but that fragment of you, that belief system has been left back in 1983 or 1975 or, you know, 2002. And at that point, you have the opportunity. As your older self to go back and retrieve that part of you and say hey I'm really sorry now a lot of people will see this as inner child work and a lot of people will go oh my god this is so woo woo but it really works because that fragment of your soul it can't come back without you inviting it it can't come back without you saying it's like when you're going to a location that is claimed to be haunted. It could be either remnants of energy that has been left there, old DNA fragments that I used to say, or it is the the energy of a spirit there. But what we need to do is we need to reclaim them and say, hey, I'm really sorry. I need this part of you to come with me to help me now heal myself so I really feel that it's so important that we honor where that has come from and listen no one wants to work on themselves no one wants to do that journaling no one wants to do that meditation no one wants to do all of it but it's gonna help you it really will
0: you I I listen to people and I'm so fascinated by why people believe things and what they bring to the game every day of life and like I said, people that are not spiritual in nature do not necessarily even believe in the paranormal, all feel that a big disconnect happened for them four years ago and they can't explain why.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I've I sat down and I've told a few people, I go, You really I mean, if you search your soul, right? Let's go Obi-Wan Kenobi here. You don't you don't know? And they're like, No, I can't. And I said, How about the fact that the world shut down? in complete and utter fear that everybody was gonna die, yeah. that this, this disease was going to wipe through our families. And and I know before people start emailing me, I know there are plenty of you that were much too smart to fall for that. I don't mean you, obviously. I just mean all the rest of us that actually yeah. love our family and had concerns. Uh, so I know as a father <clears throat> and a husband of a, a woman who has autoimmune issues and daughters with autoimmune issues, my fear was through the roof of what was going to happen to them and to me. And I have to travel and come back to my family. And am I bringing disease? And it's, it's terrifying. There was this disconnect from reality for the world. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, our world was already split in two, at least here in the United States over political derision, racial derision. And there's all of this strife tearing us to pieces and then you wonder why now four years later you feel like there's something gone i've I've lost part of who i am and i don't know where or how and i i don't say that to demean or belittle people that don't understand where it came from but that's how big a rift was that and how deep are we going to feel that impact in our souls across the world
1: yeah it's huge and dave i'm really glad that you're actually bringing this up because this is massive and when we look at reality we did have the political rift we had the belief system and you know i i'm a military spouse so i had the you know i had things forced on me from the military i had you know my husband was in afghanistan there was all of this stuff and being separated from my kids because my kids decided to go and live with another family because they wanted to be with their friends right and so when we look at the impact And this is the reason why I'm feeling so passionate right now. When we look at the impact of all of this, it truly, truly, on top of all of our other childhood trauma and blah, 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 and all of the stuff that our parents did to us, we have this landing on top of us. And so I truly believe that any form of dis-ease or any problems that we have come from majorly two things. One, our emotions, two, our dental work. And so when we look at, if if we haven't looked at our dental work, which is the reason why I had dental surgery last week, but if we actually look at the emotional connection to it and the diseases that are coming, I'm not talking about the COVID vaccine or anything. It's the emotional connection that we did not have Back in that time, and all of it is just coming up, up into the surface now, and it's all of a sudden hitting us. And so people are struggling. We've got anxiety through the roof. We've got cancer numbers through the roof, autoimmune disease, all of this stuff. And it is unbelievable.
0: And, and the thing, too, I, you know I think that the world reboots once in a while, and it shakes oh, yeah. us up. And I'm going to put out a big woo factor to the world right now. I think that that COVID outbreak was a, a an etch-a-sketch shakeup to give us all a chance to reclaim our lives. Okay. And I think many of us, myself included, missed opportunities. We had two years surrounded by our family. And instead of using those times to maybe build bigger, better bonds, Kids stayed separated in their rooms, communicating only through devices to friends. Parents didn't speak to children. Children didn't speak to parents. Uh, parents didn't speak to their parents. We, you know, We had a, a huge disconnect. Instead of seeing for the opportunity it was, we all bought into the fear and allowed that to separate us even further. And to me, that's a big step of why we are so empty and broken feeling at this point, But now how do we start to pull it back, Lisa? If you could give us some tips to start going back to 2022 and uh, pulling back those elements that we lost in that time or 2020, whatever it was, was all the years are blending apart now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know what? Tammy Lynn said exactly right. Dave just nailed it. And you absolutely did nail it. And so honestly, it is communication. So it is it's going back into that communication and allowing that communication, rebuilding relationships, coming in and talking to friends and family, finding that we can actually speak vulnerable, be vulnerable. You were just vulnerable then. And that was such a powerful thing in front of your whole community. Really vulnerable. But that's a powerful part. We're speaking, we're using our voice. We're using all of our chakras. We're allowing ourselves to come out into the world, rehealing relationships, re-writing journals, coming back into self. What is it that I want? What is it that I am choosing to do with my life and not choosing that other people are choosing for me? And it's really an empowerment thing. So I do feel that we lost a sense of purpose in those two years. We lost this sense of, you know we were all a lot of us were at the mercy of others yes we made a go at it but we we lived in that fear our emotions and our immune system and our central nervous system can only cope with so much and now what we have to do is we have to go back into that higher space into that inner place and say right what what do i need what does my soul need what do what do i need to do how do i need to connect? And listen, there's a lot of people who who are out there going, oh, I don't know whether I can actually pick up the phone to my mom. I haven't spoken to her in years. Yes, you can. You literally can shoot a text, an email, WhatsApp, whatever it is, however you decide to contact and go, hey, thinking of you. And then take that conversation from there because forgiveness and peace comes for you. It doesn't come for anybody else. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, Whatever. It doesn't mean that you have to start start talking to that person. It just means you're forgiving and you're finding peace within yourself because that changes everything.
0: I agree. That's a beautiful sentiment. And this I know there are some of you watching right now. You're tuned in, you're like, oh, I, I tuned in for ghost stories and Loch Ness and aliens probing us. What what is all this? Listen, this is a big element of who we are in the mm-hmm. spiritual environment and life that we lead and understanding how our soul works and how to reclaim our soul, how to reclaim our power within ourselves is a huge element to what happens next. Because if you leave all of those drawers open, if you leave all of those files spread all over and you transition to the next place, no wonder we're so frazzled as spirits. We've left every window on our computer open and we've not put things where they belong, haven't said the things that need to be said, have not had that opportunity to reclaim those moments that we lost, that's what's tearing up our souls. So whether you believe this or not, maybe if you take some of the points that Lisa is doing, and the worst case scenario, you involve yourself for two to three weeks of trying some of these ideas of giving back and forgiving and making a call or giving peace to yourself, the worst case scenarios is it didn't work. It didn't cost you a penny to do it. It didn't cost you anything spiritually, emotionally. And you might find that at the end of that ride, the light is a lot brighter than you thought it was. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I, I just know there are people that are, oh, I can't, I can't, you can, like you said, that's an important power and element. Mm-hmm. You can, and therefore don't give up on yourself and yeah. start to pull those bits back. Now I know that there are things like, I will say to myself, I'm I'm pulling back. I just, Lord, I just ask that you bring back all those pieces of me I've left behind with everybody else in all those moments of fear and all those moments of loss and all those moments of depression. And I just ask that you bring them all back to me. You make me whole in mind, spirit, and body. And I try to do that when I remember to do it. And maybe I need to start making that a nightly mm-hmm. thing so that you continually do it. Do you feel that that setting that intention, manifesting that destiny will in fact start to change our lives in the way that we're able to move forward
1: a hundred percent and i would actually say to everybody here is set some form of intention you can be as religious as you want or not it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what you believe in as long as you have a faith you know i was taught this by um jehovah's witnesses years ago i was doing readings and someone turned up at my door and i said listen I, i i'm a psychic medium and they They were like, oh, my God. And this one woman, she said, listen, as long as you have a belief in something, that's all that matters. And I truly believe if you truly state, you know, set your intention, you know, God, source, divine, whatever you want to call it, you know, help me, give me the strength then that intention can change everything. And what you're also doing, everyone, is you're changing your neural pathways. You start rewiring your neural pathways to start believing that this stuff is going to happen. And guess what? That whole like attracts, like works. It's it's the law of attraction.
0: Agreed. And that's an important element, folks. And here's something I find funny, right? It can't be that simple. <laughs> Right? It is funny. <laughs> yeah, it? it can't be that simple. How do you know? Have you tried it? Well, no, yeah. because it's there's no way it's that simple. You can't just do it, Dave. You can't will your life back into shape. I've tried to tell people on the show for 18 years, you can will your destiny, you can mm-hmm. manifest a future. You know, it may take you a while. And the problem is people want an immediacy, and we're worse now than ever because of social media. But mm-hmm. I sat in the garage as a seven-year-old boy pretending to do radio shows, and here I am. 18 years later as a, (laughs) maybe a few years more, but here I am now doing radio and I've been in radio for 18 plus years. So you can get to these moments. And when you put these wheels in motion, things are happening that you don't even see. There are wheels spinning and things being moved out of your way. And sometimes the things you want most, the things you desire most that are, are deflected from you that you get so frustrated at, maybe the things that needed to be moved out of your way for you to get to where you wanted to go your entire life.
1: A hundred percent. And you know, this is a thing, listen, we can all relate to this guys. I mean, I know there's a lot of viewers. We've all been on a diet. Okay. We all gained, listen, talking about COVID we all, we all gained that 20 pound in COVID. All right. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that We didn't gain it overnight. So we're not going to lose it overnight. So this stuff has to be chipping away at the block. You're getting there. You're working through it. And it's setting the intention tape. I love the fact that you wanted to do that. I used to, all right, so this is a funny story. I used to sign my name and pretend I was signing books when I was a kid. And now I can't tell you how many books I've signed or anything like that. So when you start training your brain, it actually works.
0: Right, and when you focus on the fact that boy, someday, someday I'd like to be an author. Someday I'd like to release a book. You just never know when that might happen. Coming exactly. later this month, yeah, January twenty second. Just remember, but uh, you, you can. You set these things. You set the intention, and they will happen. And and again, you've got to give yourself the permission to know that it's not mm-hmm. going to happen overnight. Yeah. Um, there's a lot when it comes to soul and healing and and health. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk more with Lisa Williams. Uh, and I will try to watch your questions and intersperse them on the screen for those of you watching live so that we can uh, um, have a back and forth as this goes along as well. So if you've been asking questions, I can't see all of them as we're having our conversation, but I will try to watch more as we go into this next segment. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by better What's the first thing that you'd do if Say you had an extra hour in your day. Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. Help, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P-60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Hey, everybody. She's our guest tonight. Lisa Williams, and she has an advanced healing class coming up. This is an amazing opportunity for you to get the ball rolling, to start your life and get control back February 5th, through June 17th. Lisa Williams, tell us about this class and tell them what they can expect.
1: Wow, this is an opportunity for you to really learn advanced healing techniques, to take you into the quantum energy, to give you understanding of how our body wants to heal, how it rejuvenates and helps itself. And you'll have guided meditations, you'll have so many different things and you'll be working with leading experts in the field. So if you're interested in coming and doing some healing, this is the course for you.
0: Now, when people sign up to do these courses, are they able to, if they have to miss a course, are they able to go back and catch up on what they might have missed on a week?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's always recorded. It's always on video. So and I always encourage people to come along and actually ask questions as well. So if you can do it live, great. If not, you've always got the recording there.
0: That's right. The Advanced Healing Class with Lisa Williams available. Go sign up for it right now. We have a link for it on today's program guide. So if you're watching it live, it's on today's program guide. If you're listening to the podcast version of this program, which I hope you are, remember to rate and review it, then make sure to check all of the information that we have. And take care of the sponsors that sponsor this show like Lisa Williams advanced healing class, go sign up for it. And you'll find that there's a special price for you, my darklings. So go check that out for yourself. All right. Lisa Williams is here with us. We're talking with her right now, live and, uh, going over it. And I know that recorded commercial sounded so professional. It um, did. it did, but, uh, I want to, I want to get back into this and, and try to uh, take some of the questions from the audience as they come up. Um, we're not going to be doing readings just so we're clear. I just that's not where we're at the point. And I don't want Lisa to have to try to tap into text message readings to do this. But if you have questions about the soul, about healing, um, so right now, a lot of us, myself included, fear the next level, fear that yeah. transitionary point, which obviously mm-hmm. it's mainly because we just don't want to not be here anymore, right? Um, how do we start to prepare our soul to take away the fear of death and take away that that fear of what comes next all the time.
1: Oh my gosh, just speaking my language. One of the things that I actually love doing is actually helping people transition into the spirit world. Um, And I know that sounds like it's a crazy, crazy thing, but truly death can be really beautiful. When we have a belief that life goes on, then when we actually believe that we are going to meet our loved ones, then things you know, it's natural to leave this, and we think about our children, our loved ones, our friends, our family, you know, all of the things that we shoulda, woulda, could have done. But honestly, when we actually sit into the space of our soul and we go into the full alignment, that's what I actually say is when you go into deep meditation, you go into the full alignment of what your purpose is, what you are here to do, the reason why you are on the earth plane, you're connecting into the secret sacred soul contract. And then what you then can do is you can open it up and then you can start going, oh, start exploring. How would I feel about the transition? How do I feel about maybe staying here past my friends and family? And you'll be surprised at how you don't actually have the fear. And understanding that no matter what, and this is the one thing that got me, no matter what, my son and my daughter and my husband have their own life contract. And whatever is planned for them is up to them. I can't make it change. It's their sacred soul contract. For me, honestly, as long as I am doing what I need to do and I'm showing up for them, then that's the most important thing. That's the beauty. They have their own sacred soul contract. And truly, I can't change it. So if I'm supposed to go and my fear is, oh my God, what's gonna happen to Charlie, Kaylee, Chris, my dogs, da da da. They're on their own contract. And that's how I have to look at it. I'm going to see them again. I am truly going to see them. And so when I work with patients in hospice and I work with people who are in that transitional space, I literally have to talk to them. And most of the time, I'm not talking to the patient. I'm talking to the people who are left behind because they have more fear than the patient themselves.
0: Well, that's an interesting element, too, I didn't think of. You're right. It's in that moment because I know when my mom was passing away, I was, I'm crying, not for her. I was crying for me because of what I just lost. I was fearful of, am I ever going to see mom again? Am I going to, you, you, you're left as the survivors, you're left with these thoughts and these concerns and these this sadness is as much as I believe in an afterlife, there's always that fear of what if there isn't, what if there's nothing after this, you know, there's an interesting element uh, Ricky Gervais say, it says it's, um, you know, death in the after or being dumb and the afterlife are, are two and the same things. Most of the time you don't know it. Right. And when you're dead, you won't know you're dead. So it won't matter anyway. So just enjoy the life that you have and stop worrying about what you may or may not have any control over anyway.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: Yeah. yeah uh loki says lisa what if you're neurodivergence
1: oh that's a good question i don't really know what neurodivergence is so i'm gonna have to look that up but let me let me come back to you on that because that's something that um you know i need to i need to get my head into
0: <laughs> nope that's fair. uh there that's fair i'm sorry i read one on here about here no. i'm trying to see uh while that's happening i'm just well, gonna
1: there. look it up
0: I love this question. Well, neurodivergence, uh, autism, Asperger's. Oh, like okay, that. So I'm
1: know. so glad that you brought that up then. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, so- and let me ask real quick for Ruth. What, what show is this? How did this find me? I want to watch your show more often. Well, great. You found me. Just hit the little subscribe bell and never miss another episode of the paranormal 60. And what brought you here? the universe because this is where you're going to find the answers and have a little fun along the way. Let's go I back for uh, for Loki's it. question, dealing with neurodivergence. Okay. In the soul, what would you recommend?
1: So, you know, I, I so I actually deal with pe- People don't actually use that language for me. They say, Oh, you know, my son's autistic or my son is on the mm-hmm. spectrum or everything like that. So truly these are highly, I feel that they are truly highly gifted people highly gifted souls that have come in and they are truly very, very sensitive. They are so aware of energy. They are so connected to the energy that actually being in this world is really hard for them to process. Being in this this density is truly a a difficulty for them. And so it, it causes their brain to operate in a very, very different way and so when they are come into more spirituality guided meditations calm spaces that's where they actually thrive but what they're doing is they're battling you know their body wants the calmness that their mind is like <makes noise> and there's so much listen guys we have got 600 more impressions on our on our brain a day than we used to have in the 1990s okay and so Truly, that's going to make us crazy anyway. That's going to give us this space of like, ah. So you've got these sensitive souls who are coming in with all of this overload and this overwhelm, and they are really working on a higher frequency. I was working with a young kid back when I was 16. His name was Wayne. He he was very highly autistic and when we started to talk about music and i was playing music with him and we sat and we did breathing it was amazing what we got so i feel the spiritual industry is really actually tapping into some of these you know these people who are struggling and that's honestly where we need to be that's where we need to be in that, that sacred space
0: all right vicky has an interesting question uh would saying to myself I resend negative energies that are not mine from past, present, and future. Um, and I accept back my positive energies from my past, present, and future, then say, I am whole all three times each help.
1: Okay. So, one of the things that I would personal, it's a personal preference. Okay. I would absolutely say, I, I honor and welcome back all of the positivity. The negative energy is I would actually I won't even go there because then I'm saying oh, I've got negative energy of everything. But I would say it three times because our brain and I would say it out loud three times because our brain actually needs to hear something three times to start rewiring a neural pathway.
0: That's a, Yeah, right. And that's the way the brain works, folks. That's why yeah. you see signs that say live, live, live you know, music, 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 there's always these triggers to get your attention and they flash things like that. The phone numbers are usually repeated three times at the end of a commercial in order to help you, uh, in the neural pathways to lock in or start to follow that. So the more you hear it, the more it becomes ingrained in who you are. Um, helping spirits Mm -hmm. that are at locations. Um, I almost feel like I, I, should start to develop a degree in psychology, not for the people that are dealing with the spirits, but for the spirits themselves, helping them to come to terms with their death, helping them come to terms with the trauma that might be keeping them there and helping them to move on. Is it silly, Lisa, to think we, these fleshy beings can help a spirit evolve and move on?
1: No, it's not silly. I mean, listen, you and I have been doing this for years. You know, to allow, we have to understand the spirit, which means we need, you know, these spirits aren't here. They're not choosing to haunt us. Well, some of them are. They're having fun with us. But what we have to realize is that the spirit wants to be spoken to. They want to be heard. They want to know. They want to have their story shared, however it may be. And truly, we have to understand them. We have to have compassion for spirits. Just because they're dead doesn't mean our compassion stops doesn't mean our love right. for in our, our heart stops we have to be more compassionate about it so listen I think that that's an amazing analogy I really do I think it's it's really powerful if you can actually do that
0: Ruth says I'm on Facebook I think on Lisa's live I don't have a subscribe button We need a link before you sign off it's real simple if you just go to YouTube and uh, type in the Paranormal 60 you'll find Scully my little skull buddy back there and uh, just click it, hit the subscribe button. It's real easy to find, or you can just follow me on Facebook because I do live streams of these shows every Monday and Wednesday as we go along. Thank you for asking about that. Um, Tammy Lynn says, what are your thoughts on reincarnation and being able to clear all the souls that you have? That's oh, a great Oh, I question. love
1: that. It's a yeah. really, good. okay. So I love reincarnation. I do feel as though reincarnation is such a powerful Thing. And I truly believe that we've all had past lives. Now, mm-hmm. when we're coming in, you know, I know that we come in with the trauma of past lives, certain illnesses. Listen, I've got a scar on my leg that ironically, three of my best friends have exactly where it is. It's so weird.
0: That is weird. Well,
1: I mean, it is really weird, but I, so I what honestly, when we talk about past lives, You know, it's about going into that past life, honoring it and being, you know, really honoring, hey, listen, thanks for bringing that part of that past life, but understanding that we have to cut the cord from our past life and say, it's not gonna bother us. It's not gonna deal with this. It's not gonna, we're not gonna bring it into our our life per se. So that's one of the things that I would truly say is that you can clear your past lives and just say, you know, I I release it. It must be a past life. We don't have to live in our past life. That's why it's a past life.
0: That's a very good point as well. I think a lot of us hold on to those elements, but I do wonder how often what I'm dealing with now and the anxieties and fears I have are tethered to something that's happened in the past. When you're dealing with this, like the course you're teaching, um, will there be a way for me to kind of integrate all of the past? And I got to guess, Lisa, maybe you can answer this for me. I got to guess that we're not just dealing with the past, but we're dealing with reflections into the future of our souls and ourselves as well. How do yeah. we start to bring those into harmony so that they all can coexist instead of creating the havoc that each one seems to bring with it?
1: Oh my gosh, I love this because what what happens, and it is a habit, so what happens is um, when we are doing is we're, we're when we look at past lives, we're saying, oh, my God, I'm this way because of my past life. And when we're that way because of a past life, we are blaming our past life. and That's something we don't want to do. And truly, we have to acknowledge, yeah, live, honestly, living in this world is hard enough. But when we acknowledge our past, write about it and say, okay, I recognize I was a warrior. I'm bringing that warrior strength in. Bring in the positive elements of what that was. Then when we're starting to live in this life, access what you've done, bring in the elements that have made you strong. And then what do you want to take into the future? What elements of the future part part of us do we want to really embody? I want to be the healer, so start standing in that power. I want to be a radio house. Start standing in the power. I want to be an author. Stand in that power, because what we need to do is we need to start saying we're we're so conditioned to stand on our negatives because our brain is conditioned for, you know, uh, safety that we actually have to stand in our power of truth and what we really, really want to be. So I think we have to use it for our positive and not our negative.
0: Here's an interesting one. Um, What are your thoughts on past life trauma versus generational trauma?
1: Oh my gosh, you have no, Andy, I love this question. So past life trauma is very, very relative, but then we also have generational trauma. So some people may not know this but the egg that we were born from was actually fully formed in our grandmother when your mother was pre- when your mother was in your grandmother being you know mm-hmm. in gestation and so we are carrying generational trauma we are carrying trauma that has happened for lineage if we look at historically we look at different religious sectors we are carrying all of this along now, there is a point that we have to stop with us. We At that point that we stop, we are healing seven generations behind and seven generations ahead. And so what we're doing is when we make a choice to stop this generational trauma, we are now healing all of the things that couldn't be healed previously, and we're healing way ahead of us. So it is amazing that you can absolutely change your jet, your, your lineage and where you want to go as well. It's powerful.
0: Right. Isn't it by standing in the moment and saying, okay, it stops here. You become Mm -hmm. that gate from the past so that it's not allowed to continue to move through you and and affect your future. You say, this is where I stop. And it'll take day by day. You're going to keep being pushed and nudged until you've gained the strength back to hold it and, and start to heal from it. Um, that I think is a really powerful, uh, aspect of who we are and how powerful the soul and the mind really is yeah. because we are creating reality every day around us. And you'll say, no, no, I'm not. I've, I've focused and all that happens to me is bad. And, and well, did you focus for an hour and nothing came your way? So that was the end of it. And maybe the minute you went and turned your back, something wonderful, some beautiful sign that you were waiting to see passed by because you were still so focused in the negativity of, of what you were dealing with. It is a muscle like any muscle we have, we've got to continue to work it. You have to continue to, to put it in motion to see the effect of how it's going to work in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, you do. You have actually, you know, listen, just like going to the gym you weren't gonna you know you were not gonna go to the gym and suddenly start lifting a hundred pound and running four miles if you haven't been to the gym in seven years it's just not who you are so you have to train your mind your brain all of this it really does help you
0: loki does say my energy's all over the place i'm trying to rein it in can you help with that
1: yes Loki, first of all, whenever your energy is all over the place, and this goes for everyone, whenever your energy is all over the place, I want you to take a breath. I want you to take a breath. I want you to breathe. It's funny because I happen to have this little device here. You can get these little things. They're like love tuners. And just breathe. You can breathe through them. And breathing and taking those 10 seconds just to breathe and center yourself, it changes Everything, because what we're doing is we're so conditioned to sit on our phones, to look at the impressions, to to be overstimulated, to watch what's going on outside, to watch the kids. No, 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 no. We're forgetting who we are, and so breathe and allowing ourselves to breathe and center ourselves for one minute. Practice true breath work for one minute. That will actually calm you down, Loki. And I will say this. If you do this three or four times a day or any time that you have this, you know, this overwhelm or, you know, you're feeling scattered, it will completely change everything.
0: Let me recommend this, folks. And it's free. Go on YouTube, type in Box Breathing. Yes, Box breathing is a form of breathing that's taught to military personnel that are in really dangerous situations. And it is something that they've been taught to calm themselves in the moment. Uh, paratroopers, uh, warriors, people that have to go out, submarine uh, you know, employees, things like that. But it, it's a great method, and it helps you. And learn to do the box breathing, because I know that that is helping people worldwide in trying to control their anxieties, and their, their world. And when you focus on that breath, as opposed to everything else going on, and you'll find that that's what you start to focus on is watching the timing of the breath, watching the timing of the breath. All of a sudden you're not focused on, Oh my God, I'm never going to make the bills this month. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. You're focused on something else. And in that moment, it gives your brain a chance to just reboot and reset. So look at box breathing. That's for all of you out there yeah. that are are looking for something when you're saying, well, I breathe all the time. And i <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're going to hyperventilate. You've got to learn to breathe and breathe properly so that you can get that strength, get that yeah. energy back into yourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I also want to say is there's um, there's a certain, again, you can go onto YouTube and you can do something called the Kurt clear. And what this is, is it's sata nama. And it's really good to help your um, your mind and to recall memories. So a, a lot of us are menopausal. Listen, Dave's not menopausal, but I'm menopausal. All right, a lot of women out there will start forgetting things. These things, and it's a 12-minute exercise. And, again, it will control your breathing. It will get you into it. It will work on certain things frequencies and tones of music that will help you and you're using hand mundras as well. So you're activating your brain cells and you're activating the neurons to start rewiring neural pathways. It's going to change everything as well. So box breathing and kirtan kriya is amazing.
0: I love that, uh, that old saying, uh, start changing the way you look at things and the things that you look at will begin to change. That's exactly. Peekaboo says, what if you don't know what your truth is? And that's a great question.
1: Great question. Okay. So I'm always going to say, sit and trust your intuition. Now you could also do, um, you could also do muscle testing. You can actually just say is what is my, yes, what is my no? All right. And then it's yes and no. So I could say so for is people my
0: listening, what are you doing? Just explain. So what so I'm
1: doing, oh yeah, for muscle testing, I'm linking my first finger and my thumb together and interlocking them. And so I so you're
0: creating if, chains with I'm your creating fingers on both sides. With my right, Yep.
1: So what I'm gonna say, is my name Lisa? And of course, my my finger's strong and it's not unlinking. Is my name Dave? Well, it's just unlinked, and I don't have to pull it open. This, this is where you can actually trust your own instinct. If you don't know what is right or wrong, start muscle testing. Use a pendulum. Start u- utilizing a pendulum. These are tools that you can actually use to help you because sometimes we can't get away from the mind chatter that really kind of messes with us.
0: That's a great point. Very good. Yeah. Um, what do you think? You know, obviously people are, are throwing questions your way. Um but what are some of the questions that you wish people would ask? What are some of the things Joey's think? Why, why, why nobody brings this up? Cause I'd like to make sure we roll out on one or two of those as we say goodbye here tonight.
1: You know, I wish that they were, you, I, to be honest with you, you've asked all of these questions. I honestly wish that people would um, ask how can they find them themselves? How can they find that inner peace? How can they find what truly matters to them? How can, How can they actually surgically detach their cell phone away from their hand? You know, those are the things I think are very, very important. And truly, what I would say to you all is really, really look at what works for you. Step into that space of that intuitive space. Step into that moment of just going, okay, I've really got to trust myself. Because what we're doing is we're allowing society to dictate And what we truly want to do is we want to allow ourselves to find our own pathway forward. And that's one of the greatest things. So I don't, there we go. Oh, Dave, you're back.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yvonne says, how do you meditate if you have issues? And I I understand that because I too have such monkey chatter in my brain. Meditation always feels like it's not going to happen for me.
1: So go for a walk, go for a walk you know, use walking meditation, go for a run, whatever works for you. And some people can't sit there and go, oh, you know, they can't, they have to fiddle with things. I'm a fidgeter. I'm a picker. I like to fidget with things. Find something that's meditative for you, whether it's music, playing an instrument, whether it's knitting, whether it's walking, do something that really just allows you to breathe and get yourself outside.
0: I see a bunch of questions going online. For those of you listening, you can't see, but I am wearing blue rubber gloves tonight. I have stress eczema about my hands split. It's also really cold here in Minnesota and extremely dry. So instead of having bloody, nasty looking hands, I have medication on my palms. So I haven't just murdered somebody and hidden the body. And that's the story and I'm sticking to it. So <laughs> now I've answered all of that. Um, you know, and a lot of people will tell me, I just can't meditate. I can't quiet my mind. I bet you can. And you know how I know? Because how many times have you pulled into your driveway on your way home from work and gone, I don't even remember driving, mm-hmm. right? You were in a hypnotic state. You were in a meditative state. Your brain was not focused on driving. You went from point A to point Z. And I don't mean drunk driving and unable to remember what you're doing. I, there, We get into those meditative states and you just have to find a way to do that. And there's music, there's tones, there's many different things that can help get you to those levels, and again, I want to just tell people this, and I want to make sure they know about it, because I know our time is coming to an end here, for a lot of you out there, you're like me, you want to make a difference, you want to start changing the things in your life, and you know that it has to start within you, and you don't know where that first step should begin, well, it can begin right here, the advanced healing class with Lisa Williams, it's February 5th, through June 17th, lisawilliams.com backslash courses, but we have a link for it on today's program guide. We also have a special code you can use for a deep discount saving to sign up for the classes and take advantage of them for yourself. Lisa has been training and helping people around the world for years, and she is one of the most beloved people out there doing this because what she does works and because she is helping people. Mm -hmm. It is because of that. um, and, And the work I've seen her do at many of the different conferences we've been at that made me want to have her on the show to start this year off right and give you a pathway to changing who you are fundamentally from the inside out. And once you gain control over the soul and learn to live in concert with it, the rest of the world, the rest of your life will start to come into focus as well. And I'm a firm believer in that, Lisa.
1: Yeah. I and Dave. You couldn't have said it any better. I actually agree with you. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
0: Well, I hope you would. I just promoted your show. If you're like, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm that so good. no.
1: <laughs> honestly, you know, it, I think it's true. And here's the thing is I think people look at people who do paranormal work or um, forensic work and they, they don't see that that spiritual aspect and you still need that spiritual aspect to really kind of get into get into the work anyway. And so all of this stuff is really, really helpful.
0: Brandy Miller says, Lisa is incredible. Oh. So look, she knows. She knows the score. I'm not the only one that's getting it right out there. Uh, Lisa, will you come back with us maybe once every six or seven months and sure. just kind of help us out and get people back on the right path? Yeah, pathway? I would
1: love that. That would be amazing.
0: We would love that as well. Thank you so much for your time and grace and being here with us this evening, sharing your insights. And I know that we have barely scratched the surface to what can be done. Um, For people that are about to sign off, maybe heading to bed for the night, what is something that they can do right now to start to take control of their mental, physical, and spiritual selves?
1: I would tell them to go and pick up a pen, pick up a piece of paper, and just write, get rid of the day start writing, turn off the phone, and then truly just, if they want to listen to some music as they go to bed, just take a moment, have some breathing, and then just drift off to sleep. That's the important part.
0: Perfect. Lisa Williams, thank you very much. Remember to look for the links to Lisa's classes and her website on today's program guide. That's it, my little darklings. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your journey here with me. the paranormal 60 and I hope that the darkness is just a little more light with the information that we're able to share here with you and remember not all the times are we going to come up with every answer for all the questions that you have but we are here to try to help shine a light into those dark spaces to bring forth those fears those questions those concerns so that you know you're not alone And if you're live in our chat rooms during the live show, you can see the camaraderie and community amongst the members here, the people that open up and share elements of their lives, because this is a healing place. We learn together, we laugh together, and hopefully we'll all learn together by doing this in our community. So thank you very much. Stay safe. Be kind to one another. And most important, be kind to yourself. I'll be back Wednesday with the Paranormal 60 News crew. Until then, thank you for joining me, Dave Schrader and the Paranormal 60.